You're not your listeners. You're not how many reviews you have on iTunes. You're not the guests you book. You're not the contents of your episodes. You're not your fucking metrics. You're the all-talking, all-podcasting crap of the world. Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and watch a cult or a classic film that one of them has watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns and joined, as always, by Kane Porkchop Daniel. Am I? Yes. Or am I Tyler Durden? Ooh. <laughs> Seb Godfrey. Hey, how are you? And our guest this week, it's Shard D'Souza. Hello. <laughs> A writer of all things uh, around Melbourne town. And uh, Shard, so uh, this is the episode where we picked a film for you to watch that you've never seen before. And which film did we choose? Fight Club. Well, well, first off, yeah. uh, what, what, what did you know or what did you ah, think good, about yeah, b- good, before you came to yep. the film? Well, so I already knew like the, the like twist or right. oh, that, that was yeah. that was okay. I was wondering I, about it, yeah. yeah, like I I think there's kind of like no way to not know like what what happens in it already. So I went in knowing essentially like the big thing. Yeah. Um but I kind of didn't really understand it. And then I watched the film and I still kind of didn't really understand it. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> Did you think you would like the film? I didn't think I would hate it. I, I, there's not much stuff that I, like, really, really dislike. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in what, uh, yeah, I guess in what, in what ways? Uh, I, just, I just thought it was crap. Like, I just thought it looked <laughs> real bad. It sounded real bad. All the, like philosophical stuff was just like so bullshit every character was like insufferable um yeah, there's a lot of really annoying characters in it i remember watching it when i was a kid thinking like man they're doing the work they're doing like yeah they're 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 real badasses and they're doing all this stuff now i just kind of watch it and, and find them all really annoying like they're just doing things to to piss people off but yeah. i guess maybe i'm just getting older no, it's, yeah, it's like super juvenile. Like, it's just a lot of it is just like, ooh, like, let's pull pranks. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. like that, that's what it is. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Like, like that whole second half of the film. Yeah. Yeah. It's like let's let's TP old grandpa. <laughs> yeah, totally. like, <laughs> I, I reckon that there there has to be like a cut scene of them like calling people and asking them if their fridge is running. Like, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I. Um, I, you know, I, I think I was somewhat similar to Seb in, you know, watching it when I was, I think, 19, you know, when it sort of first came out and got, like, just mind blown, like, whoa. Totally. Yeah. And then, and I've seen it a couple of times since, and then I watched it this time and I'm like, what is, yeah, I just couldn't, like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't, I just couldn't see what I used to love about this movie. Um, I think the the first half of the, the first half is by far better than the second half. Um, and I, I, I find that, well, I find, yeah, I find the first half more interesting. And, um, but the, um, yeah, the once it gets into the whole 
anarchist stuff towards I the know, Let's call it pranks. pranks. Yeah, the pranks. Yeah. <laughs> they start pranking people. <laughs> Project Prank House. Yeah, yeah Project Mayhem. That's a bit let's of Let's get the name, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I was interested going into this because as a disaffected young uh, white guy who was 19 and nobody understood god damn it yeah it, i um i watched this film so many times you know like i mean i was that uh listening to bill hicks reading hunter s thompson like yeah. little dick <laughs> you know what i mean and, and so i was so interested in like how i would react to it now and you know, there's that thing that we've talked about where where you kind of um, your eyes become so blinkered and you can't you can't completely criticize the film like that you had with Goonies a little bit. Mm. I I mean I even I don't know well, what I wanted to hang on to was how how it looked. I know you didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's one thing I have to disagree. Yeah, with. It I think it looks amazing. amazing. Like it's, yeah, and, yeah, and considering it's nearly twenty years old, like the. A lot of those effect shots, especially in that opening sequence, yeah. when it pulls out, like the shot pulls out, um, you know, uh, like it's sort of that sort of uh, visual effects opening mm-hmm. with the the Dust Brothers, and then, uh, um, but then it pulls out on the shot um, with the the gun barrel in his mouth, and I'm like, how on earth did you do that? And David Fincher is sort of, he is the the guy who can pull off sort of shots that you know sort of five years before anyone else seems to be able to work work out how to do it. Um, well, the camera's, the camera's always fucking moving. Yeah. yeah I don't know what That'd come from his yeah, background no. in music videos, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, absolutely. They, that's, it's, but even just that, even just the, you know, when, when it starts out and it's um, doing all those really quick moves between, you know, the bombs between the places in the, in the trucks mm. and all of that sort of stuff, I still think it looks like, it. you know, it looks really good for 1999. Why didn't you think it looked good? I just like, it's the same thing every time I watch a movie from the 90s and it's like, it's all like green and yellow and like, it's, it's very dark gr- all the time. So it's, it's, it's the grunginess sort of, the grunge filter that they've sort of put, o- put over the top of it. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know, I guess I, <laughs> um, I guess I don't really watch like old movies. So <laughs> Wait, <laughs> let, let's, let, let's just, let's just establish how, how old are you shot? Uh, 20. 20, there you go, yeah. Okay. So this is a right. This is it, it, yeah. It's just interesting seeing. I mean, I can understand how the the themes are probably not as relevant these days. It's kind of that millennium ad busters, no logo generation kind of stuff, mm. which kind of made sense around then, uh, which aren't as relevant now. But I mean, visually, I think it still holds up. It's really cool. He, and David Finch is kind of the the pioneer of that grungy, yeah. dark. All these films kind of feel like that. You know, Seven. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. really liked Seven. You liked Seven? Yeah, I okay. really okay. liked yeah. Seven, yeah. Yeah, cool. What was Seven two years before? See, yeah. but that shares a lot of the look, no? Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was a lot better as a... And I think I can, like, really, like, forgive, like, the look if I if I enjoyed the film, which I really did with Seven, and I just really did not enjoy Fight Club. Oh, I mean, like, I didn't not... Like, I thought it was, like, compelling, but I just didn't think I've every... Every time someone opened their mouth, I like wanted to like groan. Like it was. Mm. Was it more? Was it also because you had, you know, been told or you know that this is like a, you know, this is a classic. This is a great movie kind of thing. You know, you've heard heard about it in that sort of sense. Like you know, like everyone loves Fight Club. Or is it just more? 
Um, as in your disappointment with the movie? Um, um, I don't think so. Okay. Because I guess a lot of people told me it was like pretty sick and a lot of people told me it was like really crap. Right. Um, okay. Like, so you had a good balance. Yeah. yeah like did, a lot of my that, friends did, just really hate it. Did that fall along gender lines? Um, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um, like maybe a little, but just the whole like weird kind of like shallow philosophical thing. Yeah. feels so like dumb and like beyond that, just kind of like outdated, I guess, when there's heaps of stuff maybe like now that would kind of be like a similar vibe of like thrillers or whatever that kind of like I don't know like do some kind of like philosophical thing that maybe doesn't feel as shallow maybe like or just like in general in culture I think yeah it's it's weird you say it's data I mean uh, I agree but at the same time I think it's kind of like current as well because it's tapping into like the same sort of white guy on we that like a Jordan Peterson or or even worse, uh, tapping into, you know, like, this is the kind of shit that gets old right wieners, like, super goddamn hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I feel like it's a, it's, it's a prototype for, like, how those people end up, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, that's the gateway, right? It's, it's, nobody understands me. Yeah. And, 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 and the solution is always to look back to, perceived traditional masculinity which is kicking and punching and like tanning deer hides on the highway or something like that's that's what they're lusting after you know what i mean yeah one thing i'd just like to talk about um five minutes before you walked in the room kane's like oh man the music the music's so fucking good i love this music so much and then you walked up and went oh man the music in this movie is so bad so so bad so let's just talk about that um, basically, it's just, like, that kind of, like, horrible, like, weird drum and bass, like, hard style hybrid thing that, like, you know, um, it's like, it's like the music on those anti-piracy ads <laughs> that, like, you wouldn't steal a handbag ad. And it's, like, so crap. Um, it's like, it's like the music in the first Saw, um... Like, it's just real bad. Like, man, that is totally not how I see it. <laughs> it's so, like... I guess if you've uh, grown up with it, yeah. It's so... Like, <laughs> I don't see it as, like, drum and bass or hardcore or anything. I see it as, like, really sample-based. <laughs> so, just just to clarify, the, yeah. the soundtrack um, by the Dust Brothers... Who you knew, Kane, you were also saying, oh man, what are the Dust Brothers? More Paul's Boutique, which is the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, They did a Beck album as well. Yeah, sample based music in the uh, the 80s and 90s, specifically for their work on Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys, obviously, and uh, Odelay by Beck, the soundtrack to Fight Club, and Mbop by Hanson. No (laughs) shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right. Wow. But what do they do? I don't know. I, I when when I was a kid, I was really yeah, living obsessed. on that yeah, box, like on that sweet, 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 you know, Taylor Hanson money. They've yeah. you know they've been dining out on that for years. I don't think they're doing much, much now. I um, 
I was so fascinated by Paul's Boutique oh, when man. I was a kid. All time. And maybe that's why I latched onto this. Like, because I, I had the CD and all that stuff. And it was like, because I loved Paul's Boutique so much that it was like, this is really the only other Dust Brothers movie I, uh, music I could get. And especially since Beck never did it for me. <laughs> little Scientology weenus. <laughs> <laughs> And it, but, but but going back to that thing about like there's this alt right like Jordan Peterson like fucking paleo masculinity thing to it, it like the thing going back to it that irritates me the most about this movie I think is that it totally wants to have it both ways. It wants you to kind of it wants the viewer to go like yes we need to like we need rise to rise re- up yeah, yeah reject this IKEA lifestyle and, and we need to like. Get to things that are more primal, you know what I mean? And just like know what it is to feel real pain and not coddle ourselves and blah 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 blah. Yeah. It wants to do that and and it wants you to feel good about that. But it also kind of wants to be a critique of that. And I don't think it succeeds at all. You know what I mean? Because like all like all the second half with all the Project Mayhem stuff, you know, like it's I think it's meant to be a critique of like these things kind of like spiral out of control and it's kind of like how fascism rises and, and stuff like that. But they make it too goddamn fucking appealing. You know what I mean? Well yeah, I it's like the film is like too reverential of like Brad Pitt. Yeah. Like it's just like so obsessed with like that character and it can't really like get over it i guess like i don't think it works as a critique like on any level just because of like yeah it was pretty funny yeah they they shows a guy in an ad like calvin klein model and he's like you know self-present self i was yeah yeah self uh what is you know self masturbation he's yeah no no he's he says that they're they're on the bus they're looking at the calvin klein Klein ad. that what a man looks like self-improvement is masturbation yeah. Oh, like my the dude. Next, yeah. yeah. And then the five next, seconds the next later, scene, he takes the next his shirt scene, off. He's yeah. popped his top off, and he is like the most ripped he's ever been in his career, and looking amazing. And you're just like, yeah. ah. But at the same time, is that because in Ed Norton's mind, because he's a made-up character? Spoiler alert. Um, that <laughs> that uh, you know, he's still hanging on to a bit of that. Um, IKEA lifestyle. You know, hey, that, I that mean, chiseled body. Yeah. Ed Norton ain't no slouch either. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. I think you'd be giving it too much credit. I, like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was reading the, a the lot of stuff. That, uh, you know, I'm sort of bored, not reading a lot of stuff. I don't do that much effort. But, um, you can't uh, read, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, reading, and there's just sort of, you know, a lot of fan theories and was Marla real and all of this <laughs> yeah, sort of stuff. I was reading one of yeah, those. And it's when like, you, when you Google search yeah. Fight Club, uh, it's like the the questions, the most yeah. common questions, and the third one is, is Marla real? Yeah. And then the answer just makes no sense. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like Marla's definitely real. Something, something, something implying that she wasn't real, but she's definitely real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we were never meant to question that, right? No, yeah. no. That's the thing. She's she is the like she's uh, just a sex object. Yeah. Like yeah, yes, and plays into kind of this fantasy of like the the fucked up desperate woman who's like can like suck you off real good or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, who's just who's really like <laughs> um. Well, yeah, she's so like a bit like edgy at first, and then at the end she needs saving. So it's like he's one. 
yeah. like at, like in the narrative of like their relationship or whatever. And because at the start, she's got all the power as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. I think that, yeah, that's because um, it's like once he becomes more of like a like a man's man, yeah. he like finally can like be in a relationship with her where he's got the power. Yeah. Because yeah. at the start, he's like just like a desk job like ikea dude yeah and then and, at the and, end and he, like, and, and he fights and, but also and such and such a guy thing he's like stop ruining my thing like <laughs> this is my thing you know um yeah because he's just like, and what is it calls her a tourist and it's like yeah but i'll expose you as well <laughs> yeah it is a process of gradually diminishing her power over the yeah, and, and when she says, oh, I don't give a fuck, I'm, like, getting the laundry out of the laundromat and selling it, and I'm going to the testicle cancer group. And I guess towards the end, like, there's nothing materially different between her and and just uh, some kind of shrewish, like, uh, I want you so bad and you're so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want you so bad. Hey, so fucked. Oh, Tyler Dunn. Hey. You got that sausage. I love her so much. It's a me, uh, Luigi. <laughs> um, I think, sort of watching, uh, you know, in in rewatching as well. I think that I think it's just the fucking cast carries this movie like mm. so much as well. Like, I, I feel bad that like. This was a gateway to Jared Leto being in the world. So, oh, well, yeah. I, we might we might discuss this post ad, but um, there is you know probably my, the most satisfying scene in cinema history um, in this movie. Um, <laughs> him having the absolute snot beaten out of him, and I'm like, bruv, yes, I, I do not like Jared Leto. Actually, can, can, speaking of the cost, can we circle back a little bit just to um, Brad Pitt, mm. like? Mm-hmm. You, d- you weren't buying it. Did you at any point think, oh, like, that's actually, like, really charismatic and cool, or... Yeah, I mean, I... I yeah. Um, actually, there's one bit. I, I took a photo of his outfit was really good. Like, <laughs> wait, I don't know which one it is. Which, it's in the end where he's got a shaved head and the yeah, floppy yeah, 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 it's so yeah. good. And oh, the, yeah. And the, and the clout glasses. It's, 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 like, um, he just... He looks really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's what Xander Cage wishes he looks like yeah. <laughs> yeah. in that puffy jacket. I'm pretty, pretty sure I actually wore those same glasses to my year 12 uh, formal as well. <laughs> <laughs> Were you wearing a top hat and a cane? I felt pretty sort of, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I look more like Dumb and Dumber. That scene with that going. I think yeah. no matter like whether you think it's a good character or not, like I mean, to me, I think it's intensely charismatic. You know mm. what I mean? And it, I was just watching it and thinking, how did we ever think Brad Pitt was a bad actor? He's a really goddamn good actor. I, I've actor. always thought he was. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've but thought he's good. Shard. Thoughts on uh, thoughts on B Pitt? Um yeah, I've never thought of him as like a bad actor. Um most of the movies I've seen him in have been like kind of later in his career, the kind of like indie ones, like or the like trendy roles or whatever. Um yeah, I I don't know, I can't even remember what he's been in apart yeah. from like Oceans Eleven and Twelve and Thirteen, probably <laughs> probably the greatest trilogy of all time. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, thirteen. Number thirteen is not. So, yeah, not so. Thirteen, 13 is, is the best one. What? Thirteen's really good. Yeah, I'm not so hot on thirteen, but I will defend twelve to the hilt. Yeah, people hate twelve, but it's good. It's really yeah, yeah. good. They're all good. Oh. God, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I caught that recently, and it is. 
it is everything I want, like, just a, like, I'm just going to watch this movie to be. It's, like, people quipping everywhere, and they're doing oh. a heist. I love heist. It's just the funnest goddamn yeah. But they're also, and, and it's literally Steven Soderbergh getting a bunch of his mates together to make a movie, and they were like, um, and hearing stories about basically they would shoot during the day, gamble all night, play basketball, mm. and then shoot again, and all of that sort of stuff. And they were just like, they were just having a sweet-ass time. And, and that's what... Basically, and that's how George Clooney basically uh, played the system to make his own movies, where he'd say, it, it would be like, well, I'll make you Ocean's Eleven if you fund my, you know, um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I'll make Ocean's Twelve if you make, you know, if you pay, you know, like pay for good night and good luck. Because yeah. he's just like, I'm just going to play the game. Like, I'll make these throwaway movies that are going to, you know, yeah. like are fun and they're going to make a lot of money. Um, so I can do the things that I want. And one I'm like, th- one for them, one for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you know what absolutely. the good news is now? Mm. We can actually, uh, we've just recorded a whole nother podcast about the Oceans films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should, we should <laughs> double totally. that. I would love it if you came back for, oh, God, I love the Oceans movie. And, and uh, you know, again, like I mean, what I was getting at with Brad Pitt being um, perceived as a bad actor, I think he was. I mean, because he was just perceived as a pretty boy. And I think that this is earlier on, like kind of like post Thelmer and Louise and stuff yeah. like that. And because his, you know, dalliances with like Gwyneth Paltrow or whatever, mm-hmm. like took it. So I think that people just thought, oh, he's a pretty guy. But, he's not an actor. But this is also post like Legends of the Fall and Meet Joe Black, where he was basically like just, you know, Captain Handsome, you know, like yeah. the the ideal, ob- especially Legends yeah. of the Fall, where he's like, can't keep a top on, you know, um, yeah. and and so this was kind of him sort of just trying to break away from that a little bit and yeah. be this. And perfectly cast. Like yeah. he was the, you know, for Edward Norton's alter ego, uh, alter yeah. ego wanting to be this, this guy. And, and Edward Norton's like, perfectly sequence. cast as well. Yeah. Like Edward Norton is just so yeah. perfect in this role. Yeah. He plays that... Um, and the, and the sequence when I mean it's a it's a really fucking great performance when the mobster comes down into the into the um you know um yeah into the basement and beats the you know starts and then he's just like on top of him and he's like whoa like just proper crazy yeah no matter and what you think about scary. you have to agree that's intense right that's like so yeah, yeah it's great like and it's just like watching that all over yeah it, all yeah over and and the guys just like holy shit <laughs> it's great yeah and it's full on um should we uh step to an ad do you yes, think we, we've, we've, we've got, we've, have we got another but believe it or not we got another sponsor <sighs> oh really again <clears throat> yeah, amazing again as, as i said they heard chad was coming on the show and they yeah. were like you know we we need to get we need to get in here. Yes, yeah. um, these know. guys these guys are paying. They're paying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they're paying a normal rate. Um, I I don't know what it is though. So hopefully it's nothing that like contradicts like this Fight Club thing. Just let me get out this ad copy that they supplied me. <clears throat> I hope I'm sure that this is fine and doesn't okay. like. Yeah, you should the, should you have run it past us first or you just no? I mean, you know, we trust I'm, you. We yeah, trust, yeah, trust okay. you. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure it's completely yeah. like in the ballpark of um. Of yeah. this movie, so it'll be fine. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Kiss Club. Oh no! The first rule of Kiss Club is tell everybody what you want. The second rule of Kiss Club is give them a big smooch once you've told them about Kiss Club. Third rule of Kiss Club is someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the kiss is over. Fourth rule, only two people are kiss. But only because it's impractical to have any more. 
if the whole world could kiss at the same time, we'd be into it. Pure love. Fifth rule, one kiss at a time, lovers. Sixth rule, shirts and shoes. You may be thinking of Fuck Club. They have a (laughs) no shirt, no shoes, no scanties rule. We respect what they do, but it's a little too much, honestly. Seventh rule, kisses will go on as long as they have to. Hell yeah. (laughs) And the eighth and final rule of Kiss Club, if this is your first time purchasing a membership to Kiss Club at kissclub.love, you get 10 free real wet ones on your pretty little lips for free. And if it's your first time at Kiss Club, you have to kiss. Kiss Club? Yeah. Um, well, have we got a... I mean, do we... Is there a code or is uh, it just yes, do we do yeah, a smooch? Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> uh, it's coupon code DEJA and you, yeah. get, you get 10 free, like, real wet ones. Right. Is that through the mail? Um, there's some sort of uh, VR sort of setup. I think or? it's I think it's drones. Drones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the um, Fight Club, one of the big reveals, I guess. The big reveal. Well, I'm just talking in the you know in the grand canon of uh, Bruce Willis was a ghost. Yeah, it's uh, in that same kind of. He was. Oh, in Die Hard. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was. That would be dope. <laughs> no, for real. Like if 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 he was a ghost haunting, like in Nakatomi like Tower. Yeah, I want to see Ghost Die Hard. Ah, yeah. Ghost Hard. Yeah. yeah. Spook Dead hard. hard. Spook hard. <laughs> Dead hard. Dead hard. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, the the big reveal, the big reveal where um, it is very much like, um, you know, Bruce Willis is dead throughout the whole thing. But uh, I do feel this in rewatching, the best part about rewatching it, and I hadn't seen it again for like 15 years, was knowing the twist and trying to pick up on all the hints all the way through because there are loads of hints all the way through the film. And that is really rewarding when you're like, ha ha, I see what's going on here. Just how they're never in the same. They're never in a conversation with more than you know three people or whatever it is. You, he is never referred to by any name. Yeah, Ed the narrator, Norton. Ed Norton, is never referred yeah. to by a name. Um, and then there's all the the cigarette burn shots of Tyler Durden just flashing up in the background in the first sort of thirty minutes of the movie. I thought that that was corny as fuck. Mm. And it's like so uh, juvenile. Film studenty to me, you know what I mean? You mean like the rest of the film as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Gloves off. Yep. Um. No, you go ahead. I yeah. I just I just thought it was like a bad twist. I mean, I did know it, and I I guess like by the time I started like watching things, it was like. Like Fight Club was like referenced in like every third thing, so it's like I don't, yeah, like I I knew the twist, and I just thought it was like crap. Like watching it and being given context, I was like, I don't know. Like, does it really make sense, or like at least does it? I don't know whether it necessarily like adds anything to the film. Like, I think Brad Pitt could have been a real character. And it would have been the exact same film and maybe even like a better film because I I don't know, I guess I felt like the, the twist was just like a bit cheap 
Yeah. yeah. And and kind of juvenile in that same way, right? It's like, oh man, the IKEA's getting you down and you can't escape, man. Yeah. And and like I think <laughs> Yeah, and I think the the film like I think if Brad Pitt's character was a real character, the film wouldn't have like struggled to critique him so much, maybe. Right. And I think that it sort of does I mean, you know, you know, stretching the uh, the bounds of um, reality, but um, you know, especially those sequences of you know him like invisibly fighting himself and things like that on on camera, and you're yeah. like, uh, that seems a bit yeah. yeah when, a bit when, much. when 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 like was- it's sort of trying to embody a character that doesn't exist. Although and when he's in the when he's in the office though. When he's no, office, I know, and I know, boss, and I know, was... but he's punching himself doing in, in, in that sort of sense. But um but I you know when they say so they do the twist thing and it sort of flashes back to things and he drops the, yeah. the beer bottle and, and then the and the um yeah, all of that sort of stuff um was kind of like uh you know that that's sort of a bit of a reach. <laughs> well it's Some a bit of a shit. reach. Yeah. yeah. When, <laughs> when 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 he was fighting himself in his boss's office I really awesome. like that. No, that was. Great. I really liked that. Yeah, that was probably really, my yeah, favorite. No, bit. I really like that Actually, sequence because it was like because, funny. Because, like, but, but yeah. it's also. But it's also. It doesn't. You know. It. It could also just. He's completely blackmailing him, like someone, as opposed to it's Tyler Durden punching him out. It's. It's just he's like, oh, oh yeah. no, oh no, don't hit me, don't hit me. Sort of. Yeah, I. I kind of like that. And it's like the rest of the film. It's kind of like, he's he's almost treated as if. He's kind of like altruistic, whereas like that scene at least he's like a tiny bit despicable. Like mm. he's yeah. like the boss sucks, but he's also like really screwing him over. So it's like, yeah, that that was the one time he kind of didn't lay down to his circumstance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. See, I just couldn't get past. Uh, could you really hit yourself that hard? I reckon. Could you? Uh, yeah, probably. What's the deal with hitting Try yourself? <laughs> no, I but mean, for real, it's like, a non-visual like if, forum. If, if, if but I would have, like, go. you know, give me, give myself, like, what if punch himself in the chin? <laughs> but if I would have do that, honestly, how hard could I hit myself? I, I don't I think you myself. could do it. I reckon, I reckon, I could punch the shit out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I could. I don't want. Yeah, I reckon I could. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to take a break and punch ourselves. <laughs> We're not. We're Don't worry, Mark. Oh, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not going to do I was like, I was it. really worried. I was really... Oh, health and safety. Yep. Um, all right. So I, I think we should um, head to our sort of lightning round of uh, little little notes and just little little bits and pieces that we've uh, collected while re-watching this film. Kane, what's uh, what's in that uh, little black book over there? Um, not a lot because I... I don't know, because I was... I watched all the DVD extras and listened to the goddamn commentary and stuff when I was a kid. Um, you know, there's all, it's just, the film is packed with dumb little references and stuff. When it's standing out in the street, it says seven years in Tibet on the, on the thing. There's, there's a million of those things. And, um, and maybe it's because I kind of want to reject this film because it just, it, it, it doesn't line up with my philosophy of the world anymore. Um, I just find those things corny and, and kind of in jokey in that like dumb bro way anyway but i've got uh my fashion watch um you talked about that outfit that um he wore yeah when when he had the um shaved Shaved head head. and stuff he's wearing really dope horse bit loafers like gucci horse bit loafers yeah yeah yeah. 
great shoes. Um, <laughs> no, they're great shoes. Um, What's your philosophy again? You always wear a pants and a hard shoe. Pants and a hard shoe. Yeah. yeah no, a collar and a hard shoe. I say pants and a hard shoe. But oh, really? yeah, he I, can wear a pant, collar, and a hard shoe. I, 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 yeah, I don't wear t-shirts. No. Um, the three of us are all wearing t-shirts. By the way. <laughs> yeah, it's because he's looking ba- down on us. Because you're bad people. And, and yeah. Kane's wearing one of those um, Elizabethan sort of really uh, <laughs> <laughs> blackout <laughs> collar. It's a return to traditional masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make myself comfortable in the world. It's not about other people. <laughs> I guess one thing I was going to say, which again is like kind of that disjunct of, of like um, how much I used to love this, uh, oh, you master of your own destiny, like uh, you're a man, yes you are, yeah, um, thing, uh, and how appealing that was to me back then. It's funny how like kind of the plans of Project Mayhem <laughs> Now, I mean, apart from the dumb fucking pranks, are very consistent with my ideology. You know what I mean? Dead erasure, particularly. You know what I mean? Like their project is to is to blow up credit card companies, <laughs> and that would do a lot of good in the world if we could erase all the debt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Socialism. <laughs> sure. <laughs> It's a bit. It's just like it just doesn't make sense. Like yeah, it's just like also. like records are not centralized. It's like that yeah. gag in Zoolander where totally. it's like the files are on that computer and it's like the, the com- yeah, like they're yeah. in the computer. It's like it just doesn't make sense. Like yeah, I know. to just oh let's blow up all the companies and then they definitely don't have copies of these records. Like no, <laughs> I know it's it's the philosophy of it. Hmm. <laughs> but, but it doesn't make sense. You gold- <laughs> no, what you need to do is you just need to goldeneye them, and they'll be fine. You know that, that's how you that's how you erase. What happens in goldeneye when they do the uh, the nuclear blast in space to wipe all the records, uh, all the bank records? That's what Sean Bean wants to do at the end of goldeneye. Uh, yeah. So you, wait, but what will that do? Uh, like. Basically, it just destroys everything with a microchip, um, and so it it would take us back to the Stone Age, essentially. How wouldn't it? Ju- what? <laughs> so a nuclear blast in space would just uh, sends a I don't know some sort of electromagnetic, electromagnetic pulse. pulse. EMP, <laughs> yeah, that's EMP. the one. Yeah. Have you seen Goldeneye? No, oh, I've only seen Daniel Craig James Bond movies. Oh, that's a oh, oh look you oh, bless you. <laughs> bless Your whole you. life ahead yeah. of you, Shad. Yep. No, the best nah. bond for sure. No, one hundred percent. Okay, so uh, I think we've got a new segment. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, oh, sorry, Seb. No, sorry, no, 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 no. I was just going to say, um, look, I, I I love my facts, my my cold hard facts. The the, the previous podcast have, have, yeah, yeah. Uh, have have. So I know. thought I thought I'm going to try out a new little thing. Um, it's just we can call it fun facts. Maybe I'll come, maybe I'll come up with some new witty name for Seb's the next facts. Podcast. Yeah, and we'll, can we do a jingle game? Yeah, I can insert, drop in a jingle. Insert here. Is that a fact? That a fact. Is that a fact? Is that a fact? That a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. Um, wait, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give you some facts. One of them is bogus. All the right. rest are real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Real. And you have to tell me which one. All right. Okay. I think we might, we we might even ask our guests to oh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to choose yeah. which of these uh, is a false okay. fact about okay. Fight Club. Brad Pitt. And Edward Norton took soap making classes before the film to prepare. Fact one. <laughs> Fact two. Meatloaf 
or a fat suit filled with birdseed. Fact three, <laughs> Meatloaf's role was originally offered to Drew Carey. Ooh. Fact five, Meatloaf <laughs> is a person, not a meatloaf. <laughs> or is he? <laughs> okay, Shad. Wait, okay. who's... Uh, so so, just so Meatloaf here. is Bob? Yeah, no, yep. I know. Who's Drew Carey? Uh, uh, that's the, right, oh, you're 20. Yeah, I think his show finished before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, the Drew Carey show. I think he was the host of... He still is the host of The Price is Right in the US. Okay. Yeah. And he did Whose Line Is It Anyway in the US as well? Sort of like chubby with the like black frame glasses. Lost a lot and, of weight though. Okay. Um, all right. Well. Okay. So which so, is false? So uh, which is the false one? Brad Pitt and Edward Norton took soap making classes to prepare... I like that role. one. That one's nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope that one's true. Well, um, but I think that one's the false one. Well, sorry to tell you, they actually did take oh, soap making classes. I'm glad. I'm really yeah. glad. And uh, Meatloaf 100% wore a fat suit filled with birdseed. So what was uh, it? Drew Carey was nowhere to be seen. That's a. <laughs> He's go- not a real actor. He said that's a good. That's pretty good, right? I like All that. Right. I like cool. it. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, well, look, I think that's a that's a wrap on. Um, I've, I, oh. I can, I, I've got a couple of other things from my notes. Sorry, uh, Snowflake very much in the parlance now. You know what I mean? From alt right and dickhead conservatives, you know, liberal snowflakes and stuff. Was this the point at which Snowflake entered the lexicon? I kind of feel like it might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thought that was interesting. Uh, and also, I don't know whether you've seen um, Mindhunter on Netflix. Oh, no. Yeah, how good the is Fincher it? series. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's Fincher as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, noticed? You Holt noticed? McCallany. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. So who's Holt McCallany? Is the one that um, he's like the the right hand man or one of the one of the right hand? Oh, okay. It's kind of he's he's usually usually plays like a general in the army or something. He's right. kind of like yeah. buzz cut. He's like, in, I think he's in Black Hawk. Oh, okay. I know like, who you mean. Yep. No, he's I think we're talking about a different person. The guy from Mindhunter, the, the second, not the young dude, but his partner. Yeah. The one, the one with the family. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. did you say his name was? Holt McCallany. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's amazing. He's great, but he isn't in, in enough. Have you seen Mindhunter? Yeah. Yeah. Did so you good. see Mindhunter? No. Netflix. I kind of ultimately <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Further notes? Um, further notes? Uh, one of the only things I thought was funny in it was um, when uh, they their, their first homework assignment was starting and losing a fight with yep. somebody. Yeah. Uh, I hosing thought the, spri- priest. the hosing the priest was legit <laughs> funny. Do you want to know, know another fun fact about yeah. that scene? Yeah. If you'll, you'll notice there's a little shake in the camera when, when he squirts the... The priest is because the cameraman couldn't stop pissing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that they wanted a lot of stuff to land for humor, and, yeah. well, and yeah. so little I of think it did. That well, was the studio that, asked, yeah, oh, okay. for a lot of humor to be brought into the that the that in the um and that in the in like. the first in the first um, in their first fight, and he just punches him in the ear. I kind yeah. of find that quite funny. He's like, segue into the next fun fact. Ear. He was meant to fake punch him, and Fincher whispered in his ear, "Just punch actually him. punch him in the face." Yeah. And so he didn't know it was coming. So that's yeah. a real reaction, which is yeah. cool. Awesome. I actually kind of like the sex scene as well. The the uh, CGI'd. The Matrix, you know, the Matrix I've got a little, I've got fun facts out the wazoo. Yep. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter and Brad Pitt recorded sexy noises for a day and a half, which were purely just um, just audio. But yep. they they made sweet, sweet sex into the microphone, like just like we are now, um, for a day and a half. There you go. The oohs and ahs. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a lot of time. Port, it is a lot of time. Sh- like lot surely of you would have got surely you would have got it in a couple of hours. But uh, anyway, mm. you know that story about Donna Summer, "Love to Love You, Baby." Oh, yeah. Love to love you, baby. Yeah. So so there's so it's very horny. There's, there's sexy noises. Yeah, in sexy that too, noises. Yeah. yeah. And the story that uh, she denies vehemently is that um, Maroda turned off all the lights and her boyfriend at the time went into the booth and like went down on her while she was recording all like the vocal ad libs and she denies it because she's turned into like um some yes very conservative christian now wow yeah there There you you go. go did not know that hi there it's the person that fills your soul with a happiness your parents never could. Cain Porkchop Daniel. As a refreshing change, I'm breaking in at the end of the episode to give a mea culpa about our audio quality. For some reason at the end of the episode, the recording started sounding like this. It's really good. It's really, really good. I reckon you should follow it. I don't know. Like, follow it just having it. We didn't lose a lot, but let me recap six important points. One. Next episode, we'll be covering one of Shard's favorite movies, Legally Blonde. Two, you can follow Shard on Instagram at Shard, S-H-A-A-D. What a username. Don't follow him on Twitter. That's not what he's about right now. Three, follow me on Twitter. I'm my name, Kane Daniel. Four, follow the podcast on Twitter at Deja underscore review and on Instagram at Deja Review Podcast. Five, you can email us at hello at Deja Review Podcast.com. Six, We're still horny for iTunes reviews. Probably will be to the day we die or the podcast ends. Let's hope the first one happens before the second. As a one-time offer, if you leave a written review on iTunes or make you a personalized dirty limerick and read it on the podcast. So leave some sort of inspiration for me. Will this actually happen? I guess you'll just have to wait and see. That's it for now. You'll see me in your dreams. Farewell. Farewell.